Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host. And Henry Johnston floating around producing this thing. Kyle, this could be the greatest produced episode in the history of Draft Dudes with Chris Schubert. I mean, you want to talk about floating around. I mean, literally, literally floating around. No idea where he's Floating around the Atlantic Ocean. We're going to ring him out. I mean, to let the cat out of the bag, like literally floating around. Not with us for week one of college football. Uh, we're, about f- it. we're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering and information. They have everything: NFL, Major League Baseball, tennis, golf, esports, combat sports, in-game betting, Vegas casino games. Check it out. Super easy to use website that's available for you on your desktop or your mobile device. Use our promo code Believe fifty B L E A V five zero. That'll get you a. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy American Chess Day to you. Chess How about just game. happy opening day of week one of college football day today? I, I just wanted to know if you know how to play chess. We can get uh, I know the general rules. I bet Henry can play a hell of a chess game, though, can't mm. you, buddy? No. Here's the thing. About people. A lot of people don't know like Henry, the personality. Henry is... One of the most sophisticated men of culture that I've ever encountered mm. in my life. So uh, I, I was fully expecting like Henry to have a chess board like in the background of his office or something like that. But the bar for him to have the bo- the best produced episode of Draft Dude ever is very low because the only producers in the history of the show have been you a handful of times, me, and Chris. So like all you got to do is beat Chris because he's yeah. guaranteed to have beaten you and me. And Chris has a lot of haters. Correct. You one thing one thing Henry's not going to do is say anything on this show right now that's going to make people mad because he's pretty re- committed to like not turning his microphone on and speaking. So people are going to love Henry compared to Chris. Henry introduced me to a game that has given Parcheesi. me no, not not shuffleboard. That. You will never guess the game. Okay, it, it won't happen. Because uh, we were at oh god, where were we? Vegas for the draft, and um. We're trying to kill some time, and he he does this thing where he goes, you go on Spotify, which is a great place to listen to the Draft Dudes podcast, by the way, and he pulls up an artist, and it's your job to guess the top five most played mm. songs by mm. that artist, and it's fun because it's like, it's a it's a running list. It's it's at any given point in time, it could be different could based change. on new songs or, or sure. things like that, and so sure. we went through some. And I have taken this game that he taught me and applied it to my regular life. Me and my wife played. All, we'll sit on the patio. We'll turn on the fireplace, sit on the patio, drink some some wine, and we will play this game for like an hour. I've done it with my family at the beach. So, so Henry, I don't know if you're actually going to talk or anything like that, but thanks. He's for just going to. Oh, no, come on. I'm, I'm hey! here. Uh, 
you know, a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, super, <laughs> super great to introduce him. Uh, but I'm flattered. I'm glad you enjoy that game. It's a fun game to play. Super good, man. Appreciate it. All right, so, Joseph, mm-hmm. in in the spirit of that, um, John Mellencamp, we said little ditty about Jack and Diane, right? Like, that's John Mellencamp. God, can you t- can you name any top songs from John Mellencamp? Brother, not a chance. Okay, then we'll skip the game. We'll not a chance. <laughs> okay, all right, forget about it. We're going to talk a little football here on Thursday. It is the September first episode of the Draft Dudes podcast, and we had the Russell Wilson contract extension, five years, two hundred forty-five million dollars, I believe, was was what we saw. Uh, the guaranteed money there is very important, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have college football games this evening, including the backyard brawl back for the first time in 11 years, West Virginia and Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Penn state Purdue. I may or may not have a nice prize picks parlay. You have the uh, Purdue money line there, huh? I do have the Purdue. No, no, I do. Uh, Purdue's at home and it's like plus 150 was the payout. Why do you hate so Penn I th- state? Didn't you go there? I mean, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, they just they cr- credential me, and I'll <laughs> I'll start picking you in the money line. But I thought it was I thought I think Purdue has a chance to be a reasonably good team. Uh, Penn State, some turnover with personnel, some transfers. Sean Clifford still out. there. You know about the worst player you could point to for continuity to say, hey, they're going to win the football game. Man, so, Tanner Morgan's back at Minnesota. Yeah, Tanner Morgan is it, back in Minnesota. And, and that Iowa, Petrus at Iowa. Spencer, Come yeah, on, yeah. Kyle. It's, what is dead what may is never die. Brother. What is dead may never die. Oh. Um, rough. rough. But I have. I also have West Virginia plus seven and a half, which I like. I'm just concerned. I've said this like 4,000 times. It's a rivalry it, game, dude. I know, but pitch is better in the line of scrimmage. They are better at the line of scrimmage. Um, And then we also have... Uh, you wanted to get on your soapbox about mm. Howie Roseman today, huh? I think that's I something we discussed. What when you want to start there? Obviously, the draft dudes, this team roster construction, yeah. all that kind of jazz. We can go into that a little bit. I think the way we should start this conversation is by acknowledging that Howie Roseman has done a lot of very good things. The general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles, Kyle, and I both think that the Eagles win the NFC East this year. They're like an 11 win team this year, in my opinion. I also think that non quarterback, this is the best roster in the NFC. And if that's not praise for Howie Roseman, I don't know what is right. Would you affirm that? Are you willing to go there? Non quarterback, best roster in the, in the NFC. Um, I think if Tampa Bay's healthy, they have a really strong argument, Mm -hmm. but Tampa Bay's not healthy, right? You got Chris Godwin coming back from an injury. You, have uh, Ryan Jensen, who's been placed on IR, was probably going to miss the vast majority of the year. Uh, Stinney is on IR as well. Um, like, wait, but wait a second though. Linebacker would that be the only spot you would like? Definitely take Tampa as like a decided better situation. Um, I think you can make an argument Receiver. for a. Yeah, you well receiver with the the depth of players that and and the yeah. resumes that they've established at this point in time, uh, running back as well yeah. for Tampa okay. Bay with Fournette. Um, Philly's got the advantage in the tight end room, and I think the the defensive front is a very interesting debate. I think Philly's got better 
talent on the outside. They've probably got the best overall player in Vita Vea, but Philly's got more depth inside. So you know, we get, I forget Tampa's got um uh, they got a keen Spence, Hicks. don't they? Or Akeem Akeem Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, Bro. Spence. Akeem <laughs> Hicks is a good football player, man. He's gonna make yeah. the team. But what I want to talk about with the Eagles is, and I'm not going to say everybody, but I saw a lot of love out there, Kyle, for Howie being able to get a seventh round pick and a conditional four that can turn into five, a fifth rounder in exchange for Jalen Rager, who he picked 21 overall in the 2020 NFL draft, 64 catches later. And after two more first-run investments in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, recouped a couple of day three picks in exchange for him. And a lot of people think that Howie Roseman is this complete wizard for being, being able to recoup a couple of picks for him. And what I want to do is I want to put the focus back on the misevaluation and the missed draft pick that was Jalen Rager. And I, I'll start off by saying this. Everybody has misses. Everybody, teams, scouts, like I, I'm that's not my issue with it. I don't you miss on a pick, you miss on a pick. Fine. And I'm not even gonna get into the Justin Jefferson component of this conversation who they picked Rager instead of. And I mean, I think there was issues with Rager on tape in terms of the route tree and the hands. Jefferson and the ball went twenty two, right? Like One the very one. next pick. Yeah. yeah. But why is why is the the conversation focused around the genius and the the wizardry of getting a couple of day three picks and not as much on the misevaluation and the miss of the pick? The bigger deal, you excuse me, the bigger deal here is missing on the pick, not the, the two picks he got back because the guy busted in in Philly. Yeah, it, it's it, it, there's different skills, right? And it's like building a roster where like different GMs and different executives have different skill sets and different things that you would consider to mm -hmm. be strengths and weaknesses. And there's no doubt Howie Roseman in his ability to trade both getting good players and sending away bad ones is an impressive dynamic of what he does. And he generally has shown kind of that understanding of value of draft picks versus veteran players versus young players. And he's done very, very well in that regard. Uh, but I also think you you can point to the wide receiver evaluation of the last couple of years. Obviously, Devontae Smith, uh, you you go up and get him at ten. You traded with Dallas. Yeah, was it Dallas or the Giants? One of those teams. They, it was they, an interdivision it, trade. Yeah, it was they they jumped they jumped New York to go get Smith with Dallas. With I Dallas. believe is is how it happened, but. You, know, you go up and get that guy, and you deserve a lot of credit for that. And I will say the 2022 class was an excellent job of letting talent come into your lap and picking players that you perceive are going to be really good fits. But I think if you look at 2020 and 2019, I mean, that's a pretty rough – warn me next time. I don't even have my ear pods in. I have like the actual hard wiring, <laughs> so everything's a lot louder. And uh, I got every bit of that. Mm. Um 2019 class was Andre Dillard at 22, Miles Sanders at 53, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside at 57, Sharif Miller at 138, and Clayton Thorson at 167, Jalen Rager at 21 in 2020, 
Jalen Hurts at 53, Davion Taylor at 103. Uh, yeah, the only way you were surprised Davion Taylor wasn't going to work out is if you never watched him play at Colorado. Like be, being objective. Cut for, to like, make room for Ian Book, Kyle. Ian right, Book. Right. Um, Kayvon Wallace at 127, Jack Driscoll at 145, John Hightower at 168, Sean Bradley at 196, Quez Watkins, good football player at 200, uh, Prince Tega Wanaho at 210, and Casey Tuhill at 233. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty rough back-to-back oh. stretch. Especially because we've brought into light in recent days the the Gruden Mayock stretch of draft picks. We've talked about the Belichick uh, stretch of draft picks. Like this is right there in terms of a pile of poop, right? Like this is just not great drafting. I think go back to 2018. This is this is if you're going to look at a banner draft class for Howie Roseman, it's 2018 where he didn't have a first round pick. You got Dallas Godert in the second round. You got Josh Sweat in the fourth. And Jordan Maialata in the seventh, and and look, Avante Maddox in in the fourth round is not a bad pick. Matt Pryor in the in in the sixth round, like that's the banner that's draft pick. for him. Yeah. But like, yeah. how about that, how about twenty fourteen with Marcus Smith, Jordan Matthews, Josh Huff, Jalen Watkins, Taylor Hart, and I know Chip Kelly came in right. there and and it had a pretty heavy influence on that. And the following year was Nelson Aguilar, Eric Rowe, Jordan Hicks, Jacory Shepard, Randall Evans, and Brian Milhek. Uh, from Boston College. So, I mean, you you even go back to to 2014, 2015. A lot of this is cyclical, right? It's law of averages. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's going to be hits, there's going to be misses, and how you are able to circumnavigate that. And I think that's where Howie Roseman deserves, deserves a lot of credit is when there have been misevaluations, they've yeah. been aggressive. Yeah. They have picked, they have manufactured picks in volume in certain stretches. They have traded picks for veteran players. Um, so you just, you just got to know what the strengths and weaknesses are, but I, I think you can look at the stretches of Howie Roseman's drafting of picking and selecting rookie players. And there are really high points, but there's also some very low watermarks that have been set too. Well, in the, in the trade, I think the trade market is where Howie's really shine as a GM, whether it's the Carson Wentz trade, uh, it's the the Saints trade that they did b- before the draft last year was a big, I thought, a big win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think I think the A.J. Brown trade was really good. I think. How about the, the Chauncey Gardner? The Chauncey Gardner trade was unbelievable. And like, yeah, there is a piece of being able to recoup something for J.J. Arcega Whiteside and recoup something for Jalen Rager. But I still want to keep the focus there. Like we can right. we can say a lot of good things about Howie, but the miss. For both of those picks, especially when you stylistically DK Metcalf, right? Like you were into a big bodied receiver. You pick JJ Arcega Whiteside over DK Metcalf. You pick Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Like the misevaluations to me is what lingers bigger. And I found myself in some conversations recently with Eagles people that I think they're they're willing to gloss over that. And I think I, I appreciate what you said, Kyle, because I don't think we do a good enough job of this is being aware that just like a football player or a coach would have strengths and weaknesses, the same can be applied to a general manager. And I don't think we talk about that enough and we can kind of live in, we can kind of live in spaces where we we're not thinking. It's absolute, right? You you try and make it absolute. Right. Right. So you know, what's absolute Kyle, the Sonos, Uh, the Sonos Ray, Sonos Ray. Absolutely. The best sound bar on the market. Yeah. I I mean, absolutely a life changing experience. Oh man. House of dragon, Henry house of dragon. Oh, it's just you and me still, buddy. Wow. Well, just a couple uh, of guys being dudes watching uh, HBO on Sundays. 
Man, I'm surprised. Henry's like a... Uh, I Henry know likes good cinema. He's a big right. cinema guy. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Or you, what's, you can nod or whatever. Like what's, I, haven't, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I haven't watched House of Dragon. Uh, big rehearsal fan. The rehearsal on HBO. That's what I would watch on my... Uh, okay. My, okay. So you could put on rehearsal with the yeah. Sonos Ray and crank yeah. that thing up to 100 and... You know, just blow out all the windows in your house because the sound is so robust and uh, it, it's not flat. You know, TV should be flat, but not sound, Joe. Yeah, you can definitely experience TV music, podcast draft dudes, and games like never before with the Sonos Ray. We've told you all about it. Super easy to set up. If you want to learn more, check out Sonos.com to shop for the Ray now. So are we going to talk? You want to talk Russ Wilson? Yes. You're going to talk about this contract? <sighs> So, I'll, let me have my moment here. Josh you want another Allen's moment? No, Josh Allen, at one year after signing his deal, is not even a top five highest paid quarterback in the NFL. What's a better contract? The Josh Allen contract or the Mahomes contract? <laughs> I think they're pretty comparable. I th- the, the real win for both teams there is that I mean, Pat went for 10 years and, and Josh went for six and there's going to be restructures. The, bill, the bills are going to restructure Josh Allen next off season. First of all, it's going to create $21 million in cap space, but what both of those deals in terms of the longevity and the structure allowed the flexibility for their teams to manipulate like you should. And so I, I think you look at Pat's because that window is longer for him and so I, I i guess i would side there but i think pat is he five now and josh is six yes pat is five crazy so we have to start uh discussing i i think the the tears and the economics of quarterbacks is is changing very quickly as you said and the, these contracts are always measured by what? The annual average you know, mm-hmm. of per year. And then, of course, you get into guaranteed at signing, and that's always a big needle mover. Well, Russ got 165 guaranteed at signing out of a $245 million contract, where kind of the big push has been, well, Cleveland gave Watson a fully guaranteed contract. Well, you know why Watson got a fully guaranteed contract? Because so he, he didn't go there. In, Right, he didn't initially want to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but the annual average salary breakdown now, you have one player over 50, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Between 49 and 40, you have Russell Wilson at 49 average, Kyler Murray 46.1, Watson at 46, Mahomes at 45, Allen at 43, Derek Carr at 40 and a half, Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford at 40 and a half. You got to, if you're, if you're Dak, Carr, or Stat, like you got to feel good there, right? How many quarterbacks, Joe? And we, we talk about there not really being a middle class of quarterbacks no economically in the NFL. Right. How many quarterbacks exist be, between 30 and 40? I'm inclined no, to say zero. Uh, I'll I'll do I'll do you one better. How many quarterbacks exist between thirty nine point nine million dollars and fifteen million dollars? Oh, three. 39.9 to fifteen. Uh, small. 
Kirk Cousins, 35. Okay. Jared Goff, 33 and a half. Uh, the Carson Wentz deal was 32. Somehow that deal's still kicking. Uh, Matt Ryan at 30. Ryan Tannehill at 29.5, and then Tom Brady at 15. Where does, like, Sam Darnold at 18 slot into that? Is it different because of the tag or what? Um, well, he's still technically on his his rookie deal. He's just on the fifth year, right? Okay, yeah, so the average annual value. I understand. Yes. So not yes. for just this season. I Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's, okay. not ca- it's not 2022 cash due. It's the average across the full life of the contract. Okay, and that's why I had the numbers that I did because the last time I looked, that was the lens that I looked at at three. But when you talk about the totality of the contract mm-hmm. and average annual mm-hmm. I I get it. I get it. So, and Jimmy Garoppolo got out of this race by restructuring his deal with San Francisco to stay with the 49ers this year. He got out of that middle class. But right now, your quote unquote middle class quarterbacks, economically speaking, based on the way contracts are now dispersed, is Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and then Tom Brady on like GOAT discount status, which he always does. What, um, Should there be a middle class of quarterbacks? Like, or is it you're a guy or you're not a guy? That's what's hard. There's your the league tells you, well, there's guys you think you can win with, and then there's everybody else. Right. And everybody else, if you're if you're in the bucket where you're paying everybody else, you're either got a guy on a rookie deal or everybody's kind of valued exactly the same. It's just what skill set do you think is is best served for the rest of your roster? This is very, this is dangerous waters to live in for teams that have young quarterbacks that need to make decisions on whether to continue to invest in a quarterback or not. Rob Juden said something on our staff meeting yesterday that resonated with me. He says, if you don't know, then you know. <laughs> like, if it's right. year three, if it's year three and you don't know, then you know, right? Like, and the I beginning of year three or the end of year three? Oh, end of year three. End of year three. Yeah. So, Jordan Love. <laughs> what could you even do there? You could go off your preseason sample size? Sure. You could. You have to. I, you just paid Aaron Rodgers. Trade so, what's, like, what, what's, what's the gamble, right? Like, if, if Jordan Love gets through the end of this year – and the Packers want to go in a different direction. They know they're not going to retain Jordan Love, and they want to trade him. Like, And you would bring him in, presumably, and or if he hits free agency after four years and Aaron's still kicking. What would you pay, what would you pay a guy like that? If you're, if you're a team in no man's land, potentially. Like yeah. Let's say the Falcons win like... That's how you find a middle class, right? Right. Is the is the more interesting conversation here, Kyle Burrow and Herbert after this year? No, because they're going to be over forty million. Right. I okay. So that's why it is interesting to me because you said over forty million. How are they not closer to fifty? If Herbert and Burrow go out and have seasons like they did last year, this year, and, and potentially better, how do they not have that claim? Given their age. Because the measuring stick is Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen at 45 and 43. But but that's not true, though, because Russell Wilson just topped that. Right. Kyler Murray well, just Russell, topped Russell, that. Russell, 
Kyler Murray's a different story. He's a different, that's a different animal. And we already explained the context of the Cleveland contract. Rodgers and Russell Wilson are veteran Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Okay. I bet you that. Oh, I don't know if I want to take this, but I want to talk about it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I bet you Herbert and Burrow get more. More than what? Mahomes? More than 45? I'm going to have to think about it. I'm not going to commit to that on the spot. That's a big bet. And I, I do not like the 12-month bets. I don't like them. Because then it's just kind of I got a five-year bet going with... Uh, right, you're an idiot. You're an absolute buffoon. Hopefully Chris gets back from his uh, his floating around so we can continue that bet. I, I hope nothing more than he, he sends us like a selfie floating on like a flamingo in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I bet like that won't happen. But I frozen tropical too. drink in hand, Jets cap on, Mets T-shirt, sunglasses, and West Virginia shorts. Right. What, what do you think he's drinking out there? Is he a pina colada guy? Um, my ties. You know who would know is Henry. What do you think? What do you think Chris is? What do drinking you think Chris? What What's Chris's? Oh, Chris tropical? didn't buy the drink package. He's drinking Coke. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You You wouldn't buy the the, the fancy drink package. And he's not going to pay like eight dollars for it. He's drinking so he's tap water on his cruise. <laughs> Potentially, he, he's going to take a straw and stick it in the ocean. <laughs> he did buy some new clothes recently, though, right? So right, that was a big thing for him. He's like, he's yeah, been like showing them off. Like Kyle, look at my Kyle. Shorts. I'm on your five. Got the gym shorts going. Amazing. We, no, I'm we glad Chris. Can, I'm glad Chris can be initiated to the same hazing that Joe and I are when neither one of us is on the show. And we just like talk smack while the other person's gone. Like Chris is comfortably in the boat now. Pun intended. Oh, pun intended. Yeah, you know, I love it. I, I, I bring it's, it's a simple humor, really, but uh, it's that's the kind we like here on Draft Dudes. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. We hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed the discussion on uh, General Manager Howie Roseman, kind of uh, thinking of different ways to evaluate the evaluators, uh, and also the the quarterback contracts dynamics in the midst of Russell Wilson's new contract extension that will tie him to the team for the next seven years in total, uh, a five-year, $245 million contract extension with $165 million in practical guaranteed money. So uh, that is today's episode. We got one more coming this week. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Henry Johnston. And thanks for friends of Ben Alon for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.